I can't tell you how glad I am to see all of you here today. Yesterday, Bishop Perez, our new bishop, the 11th bishop of the Diocese of Cleveland, visited St. Sebastian, and this place was packed. We said, oh, there's not going to be anyone at Mass on Sunday, so I'm glad to see you. If you are wondering why we didn't prepare you that the bishop was coming, it was because I didn't know. It, it was funny. On Tuesday, uh, I was thinking, uh, we've, we had a couple of big things come up this week. Bishop Greece, our retired auxiliary bishop, was, here on, was going to be here on Friday to say Mass at the new school for the very first time, and we had some funerals. And I said, but you know what? Once we do that, it's going to be an okay weekend. We don't have any big events at St. Sebastian. We can have one relaxing weekend before we get into se September Spectacular and all that coming up. And no kidding, at 3 o'clock on Tuesday then, my phone rang. It was the Vicar General for the Diocese of Cleveland and said, can Bishop Perez come to your place on Saturday to have Mass? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And I was just about hanging up. because goes, wait, wait, wait. Can he eat with you or does he have to go out to eat? Oh, no, no, Tom, he can come here and eat. So that was 3 o'clock. At 4 o'clock, uh, our uh, Michelle Huber, the person who does all of our uh, uh, sharing of what's going on around here and sends out all the emails, sent something out. At 5 o'clock, I went out to dinner, and I saw a table of St. Sebastian people, and I said, hey, guess what's happening at St. Sebastian this weekend? They go, we know Bishop Perez is coming. I said, how could you have possibly known? I've only known for two hours. He says, the internet. I go, wow, the internet is almost as fast as the brick parking lot. It's amazing. So anyway, so we've been really, really busy. Uh, uh, one of our other parishioners said, you know, when a bishop is coming, you turn into your mother. He says, you're fussing about everything. So all, all week long, I've been fussing, and I didn't really get around till very late to thinking about this homily for you today. Fortunately, on Saturday morning, we had the men's breakfast, and at the men's breakfast, they talked about this gospel passage today. So thank you to the men who went to that breakfast for giving me some ideas. The parable we hear about today is about fairness and justice. Yet something about this gospel passage doesn't seem to ring true. It is basically about people who work long and hard and people who really didn't work that much at all. And at the end of the day, not only those who worked little were given the same compensation of those who worked all day long in the hot sun, but seemingly to rub salt in the, into the wound, those who only worked a little bit of time were taken care of first. Well, those who were there the whole time had to wait at the end of the line. It's the type of thing that if it happened much in our own day and age, at minimum, there might be a lawsuit or a boycott or a strike. Does not Jesus want us to work for justice and fairness? Because it sure doesn't seem like it. But make no mistake... He does. Whenever and wherever we can, we are to work for truth, for justice, for fairness, 
especially among the powerless, the underrepresented, the unheard, and the under-resourced. Do it. Live that. That's what it is to be Catholic. But know what God tells us is just and fair. Most, I think, would tend to side with the poor workers today who had to work in the heat and the sun all day long. It just seems just and fair that they should be compensated more. Is the landowner stealing work from them by not paying them a commensurate wage? On an earthly plane, it may seem so, but Jesus is not talking about the workplace here. He is instructing us about the nature of heaven, and the employer is the Father. In the next life, there are only two possibilities. There is heaven, and there is hell. That's it. Purgatory is not a second chance for Catholics. It is the place most of us will go who are already on our way to heaven in order to lose those lingering, unhealthy, earthly attachments. So there's only one positive reward. There are not different levels of heaven. There is being a saint in heaven, and there is not. That's why it said the only true tragedy is not attaining heaven because everything else passes. So whether we worked all day or just the last hour, that is, whether we are baptized cradle Catholics or we didn't even believe in God until we were 90, if there is going to be a reward, it will only be heaven, not half of heaven, not limited access heaven, or, or conversely, not a platinum level heaven. We will be brothers and sisters in the Lord. And quite frankly, at that point, we won't care. Because if you did care, you probably wouldn't be in heaven in the first place. Okay, someone might say, but at the very least, couldn't those workers who are working all day at least be taken care of first? They had been friends of God all this time. Shouldn't that pay off somehow? So think of it this way. Let's say you went to urgent care. You had twisted your ankle playing soccer with the kids, and you've been sitting in the waiting area for two hours. And finally, the line has dwindled down and dwindled down, and you know you are next in line. Then this guy, this Johnny-come-lately comes running in and makes a fuss, and they take him to see the doctors before they take you. No waiting in line for him. Does that seem fair? No. Unless the reason was, the reason he was rushed through is because he was suffering from a gunshot wound. You know what? Your ankle can wait. Especially those of us who are cradle Catholics, we are okay. We know that we will be taken care of. It is not that we worked in the hot sun all these years. It is that we had the benefit of being his sons and daughters all these years. We know his love. We know his freedom. We know his peace. We knew for all these years that we are destined for heaven. There are those who did not know the love that you and I know, 
who did not know the peace we know, who did not live a life knowing God, who did not have the joy of hope even in suffering, who may not have been able to look at death as gain. They've lived with a gunshot wound even when they weren't aware of it, and now they are rushed to the divine doctor. We know we're going to be okay. So maybe all of a sudden, God's justice and fairness seems a little bit more just and fair. But wait, there's more. In the Gospels, we are told to pray always, always, all day, every day, to be holy as your heavenly Father is holy, to become saints. All of us are called to become saints. It's the only choice. It's saint in heaven or not. You can't be a part-time saint. So have you ever gone off track similarly to this? I had a dog growing up, and literally, I grew up with this dog. This dog lived 19 years. He was a great dog. His name was Benny. And I loved this dog so much that every time I got to make a wish, you know, you, you blow on a dandelion or you see a shooting star. As a little kid, my prayer was, may my dog live forever, because I loved that dog so much. And Well, 19 years, got pretty close. And, you know, always took him for walks, always played with him. I remember always playing tug of war and everything else with this dog. But over time, that lessened. You know, I... I I would be coming home and the dog would be there. Maybe you're carrying, helping your parents carrying in the groceries from the car. And you're like, dog, move. Get out of my way. You know? Or he comes up and starts that annoying thing where he puts his nose under your hand. He wants to be scratched. And you're like, not now. I don't want to be bothered. Are you really busy and you forget to play for a while? And then I remember one day coming home and coming into the house to the garage. And there was Benny, my dog tail wagging, barking. He was so happy to see me. And it had been months since I actually saw him. I'd just been ignoring him. And I actually saw him and how happy he was. And I was heartbroken that I had not been paying attention to him. So I fell down on my knees and I petted him and was, you know, playing with him. And from that day forward, I made a commitment always to pay attention to my dog. How could I forget to love him? Similarly, how could anyone ever forget that they are sons and daughters of their heavenly father? Forget their identity, their dignity, their mission to become a saint. How could we ever neglect prayer or the sacraments, works of charity, our vows, our promises? How could we forget forgiveness? How can we ever forget love? There is the unintentional, perhaps, but nonetheless real possibility that we can become the idle workers in the square, like those in the gospel today, not really actively and intentionally working at building the kingdom and becoming saints and sharing this wonderful news with the world. Maybe one day, maybe late, we wake up and we wonder at the time we've wasted, the opportunities lost, and we get to work again like we know that we should and that we can. 
And we pray that God will be merciful and loving. And you know what we're told today? He is. Because he is just and he is fair. And even more fortunately, not just and fair as man is, but just and fair as God is.